Guys, welcome back to this edition of What the Andra, which is brought to you by the Pacino Report podcast. So this week I had an awesome chat with a firecracker of a girl called Bella from Italy. She proclaims herself to be a Viking, a carnivore. She's an artist and she has ridden quite a few Ducatis. She talks to us about her first love, her first bike. We'll share a photo of that. And through our conversation, her free spirit and adventure just comes out. So at the moment, while we're in isolation, she is like an eagle in a cage ready to be set free. Guys, sit back and get yourself ready for our conversation with Bella. Um, first of all, Bella, how do you pronounce your last name? Oh, man, that's a, that's a tricky one. <laughs> is it? It's uh, actually Litinetsky. Okay. So yeah. you're living in Italy, but you haven't always lived there, I believe? No, I moved here about nine years ago now from Israel. Oh, wow. So that's where you grew up? Yeah. was going to try and pronounce your surname, but I didn't <laughs> want to offend you by completely making a mess of that's it. That's okay. I even, like, get the spelling wrong sometimes myself, so it's uh, <laughs> it's really just, you know. Bella Lit. Lit, yeah. <laughs> Is that why you should, yeah, I was going to say? You sure exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess to start off with, for our listeners out there, we could talk for hours about your story, but um, I guess, you know, because the, the theme of the podcast is MotoGP motorbikes, mm-hmm. yep. what is your story? And you're obviously a passionate rider. Um, how many bikes do you have? Oh, man, I have, um, <laughs> I will only count like mine, mine and not ours because my husband yes. rides as well. So we have like a double everything. So I have yeah. the GSXR for the track. And yep. I have the Vistrom 650 for the road and touring and whatever. Also, mm-hmm. we have uh, an SV650, which was his bike, then my bike, then his bike. It's, <laughs> it's a disputed and long story. A family bike. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's the dual run all bike. And uh, <laughs> generally we get around on scooters, but I'm not counting them as bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, also wow, have so like potentially a Royal Enfield, but it's stowed away somewhere in Austria and I'm not sure okay. when I will see it again. <laughs> so Ooh, that's, uh, yeah. That sounds interesting. <laughs> so I guess first, what got you into motorbikes? When did you start? Where did uh, this all come from? Um, I started, I think it's like a common story to many people. I started riding scooters when I was uh, 16, between 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. And it was a way to, you know, gain some personal independence and having the possibility to move so that's uh how i started and also my first job was like delivering pizzas <laughs> oh so you became an expert and fast yeah. Man, i had to, to like unfold the pizzas when i got there it's <laughs> actually yeah that'd be tricky what do you carry them in oh you have like a bag like a heat heat saving bag you know yeah. and then you have the top box on the scooter but if you like lean over too much, all the toppings get to one side. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> deliver it all squished up no, on one no, side no. of the box. So you have to like, it's, it's a very tricky thing. It's a very, you know, it has like the skills of the trade. So you have to be fast, Absolutely. but not too fast. And uh, yeah, you would <laughs> and you see don't like the, fall off. No, exactly. And you would see like <laughs> other delivery people at the red light and, you know, the, the red light GP is the, the original. I was going to say, did yeah. you, like, when the racing kicked in, you're like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I've yeah. Got, you're going to beat <laughs> Exactly. So after all of that, I switched to delivering burgers because they weren't so like squishy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can pack them tight and keep exactly, them exactly. still no matter how hard you ride. <laughs> yeah. The most challenging was actually delivering soup. That was 
man that was really? a big, big failure yeah yeah it was a, one of wow. the biggest failures of my early career <laughs> you deliver it and they'd be like why is the soup so low why are we missing so much <laughs> missing like 200 cc's of soup yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So then, what about motorbikes? How how do you take that yeah. step from scooters to motorbikes? Well, it was. I think it was always an aspiration because the scooter mm. was the first kind of accessible thing that they could do. And then when I was getting older and like you know pushing eighteen, totally. I said, so man, <laughs> I, I wanna buy the real motorbike. So I actually, um, my then boyfriend and now husband, we rode from no we took the train maybe i think from haifa to tel aviv which is like i don't know 100 kilometers something like that but it's like the major cities in israel and i got a really old beat up suzuki tu 250x Mm -hmm. and we rode it back and the clutch was slipping (laughs) there was some smoke coming from like electrical wires (laughs) under the seat it was completely beat up but actually, he helped me like rebuild it, and we took it apart, and then made a paint job. And yeah, it was like That's one of the cool. first first super nice experiences I had. Uh huh. Yeah. What a cool memory to have, and obviously yeah. it led to many other things. So, what happened from there? What so did he teach you to ride? Yeah, um, like the first first while, I I took you know riding lessons with the license school yeah. i think that's what yeah, it's yeah. called you have to make uh you have to do like 20 lessons or something in israel so oh, wow. yeah they make sure yeah, you was... can ride properly uh not really you you can just like operate the bike so yeah. first few days was trying to and get it moving and... with, with the clutch yeah. you know and the first like first whole day i couldn't get it to move i would just stall <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm not laughing because yeah. I know that I wouldn't be able to do that now. <laughs> it took it took so much time. So then I learned to operate the bike, but they had like really shitty bikes. And uh, yeah. in Israel, then it and it still is very expensive there. So you end up riding like ten year old tires and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So really, I didn't learn to properly ride a bike until I got to Italy. Yeah. So all right, and again, so. There's obviously a big step looking at your pictures. This is all day, every day of your life yeah. is about bikes. So was it a very steady progression or? I think that gradually I, I got more and more obsessed and as I keep finding stuff out and finding out different styles of riding, mm-hmm. I get even more drawn in. So it's a, it's a never ending story for yeah. me. It just gets like, Sometimes I'm more into track riding and sometimes I'm, I find myself like building a cafe racer yeah. and other times I'm all into the touring stuff. So it's uh do you have a favorite? Is there one that you do prefer or you just switch and change? I, I don't know. It's just, it, it comes in depends stages. Yeah. I think yeah. You, you need to have a bike for like each mood yeah, yeah, and every yeah. state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do, you seem to have this really spiritual connection with the bikes and, and like you, I think I saw on some of your posts where, you know, <laughs> you ride when you're happy, you ride when you're sad, you ride. Yeah. It's, it is such a therapeutic thing for you. Definitely. I think it's, uh, it's really an outlet for negative, positive, whatever kind of emotions and of course you see the scenery and you have this connection with the bike and uh, just all the rush of sensations that you have in 
every different circumstance is very liberating. Mm-hmm. And I guess it brings you into the present, doesn't it? When we're usually yeah. worried about other things, you yeah, you forget about where you are now. Where you're on a bike, you are there on that bike. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, it's a a perfect exercise in being present. Yeah. In mindfulness, you you might say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'd never really thought of it that way as as such. Especially at, at the track. At the track, you you just can't concentrate on anything else. Yeah. It, it must be a hundred and ten percent on that moment, uh-huh. on these, you know, break zones, whatever it is, yep. it's, uh, it's absolute ultimate in concentration. Yeah. I, think. I suppose then once you finish that, it must feel amazing. Um, so because of all these different types of riding you do, what would you say is the biggest achievement that you've had so far in your riding? Ah, that's a... <laughs> <Or> one of. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't really see them as maybe i don't know achievements it's hard to to call them that way Mm -hmm. but uh, i think the biggest achievement in my entire riding life has been um not getting drawn into like occasional street races you know when (laughs) besides when you're on a scooter delivering food (laughs) that was that was safe that was that's like more than 10 years ago now wow yeah. You still look that age. Um, you still look 18. That's Thank you. <laughs> I hope to, to keep looking that way. But, hey, it's about the yeah, mindfulness. I just, turned, uh, I just turned 29 last week. Wow. So. No, you do. Yeah. You look good. You but, look fresh uh, and young. and You are young. You. It, it's the bike. It's like yeah. the, you know, the tight-fitting helmet. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to get. I'm gonna walk around in a bike helmet now. Um, so it should. It should. It should. <laughs> People would think I'm strange, but that's okay. I'll be safe. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so when you talk about this street racing, is that a real – is that quite common there? It's uh, – well, it's not officially common. It's not like you gather and mm. do a race, but, you know, you kind of – Well, like you said, if you see each other at the lights, it's a bit of a mm-hmm. – Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of always trying to prove who's, like, most skilled and fastest. And yeah. I did kind of – challenge people I was about to say sh- occasionally I, I can see a sparkle in your eye that tells me that you it's not that you've never done this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have I'm not super proud of it there yeah. was one occasion when um, on the way from where I live now towards Florence there is a super nice road mm-hmm. which is called um, SP65 the Futa Raticosa Pass yep and it's it's mythological it's crazy uh, sometimes they call it the racetrack of the poor Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, if you go there, like on a Saturday, Sunday, you would see people in full race gear, sometimes with slick tires, mm-hmm. just ripping it up the mountain, just going for a casual and, ride. Um, <laughs> yeah, casual ride, Italian style. Yeah, it's not yeah. really casual yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. wow. So uh, on one on one occasion, still when I had the SV650 and I didn't really know what I was doing, I kind of challenged the person. Which, yeah, he was like a, one of the friends. And I was like, yeah, I'll see you at the top of the yeah, mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we would meet there. <laughs> I had to like overtake him, you know. Yeah. Did you get there first though? Yeah. Oh, good. Well done. <laughs> That's the main thing. And now never do it again. I'm, I'm not super proud of it. Yeah. But uh, I have to say that since I've started riding track more, mm-hmm. it has become a really, yeah, I think of the past. And I realized that you don't really know how to ride until you go on track. Really? So that's how many people is that against? Uh, just one. Oh, just it's you. So you don't race against yourself. I was going to no. ask you, yeah, because I was going to ask 
So you're mm. more about competing against yourself than having to try and beat other people. Yeah, I I raced um, once on a road like official yeah. uh, regulated road racing hill climb mm-hmm. competition, but it was um, also like against the clock. Yep. So you don't race directly against other people, which is it's super dangerous. Yep. And uh, another time, uh, it was a drag race, which mm-hmm. is also official in Glemsack. I don't know if you know this uh, festival in Germany. No. But that's, uh, yeah, it's, these are like drag races. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yep. To, to race on track in Italy, you have to be really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. The level here is super high because sometimes you go on track days and you see like MotoGP teams training. Wow. And you so, do go and watch? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I participate. So <laughs> I do watch races sometimes, yep. Yep. less now than than before. Yeah, I I really enjoy like the atmosphere in um, the Italian Superbike mm-hmm. uh, Championship, which is the CIV. Yeah, uh, CIV. Yep. And yeah, it's just such a great atmosphere. You see all these both like veteran racers uh-huh. that, that do the the higher categories, the R1 Cup and uh, stuff like that, which are these are just amazing people mm-hmm. and they have such such great attitude and you see like the kids which is also so amazing you see these 15 year olds on the moto 3 bikes and pre-moto 3 bikes yeah and you have like you have the kid pilot and you have the kid mechanic mm-hmm. which is like mechanic in training and you have the little umbrella girl which is oh, probably the, the girlfriend yes. it's it's so sweet it's so sweet and it's amazing to see all these generations just developing inside it's a big world. family it's, like, it's a huge family yeah yeah oh that's so good so does your husband what is it does he just who's into it more you or him i don't know i think it's like on the same level yeah, yeah. which is amazing to share it's, that it's together yeah. so good all right so what about off motorbikes what's your biggest achievement i've seen that you're um ambassador for horns of odin and yeah so is that i quickly had a look before is that that's digital artwork is that right uh, they do. Um, oh, they're Vikings the Viking inspired. Sorry, yeah, that's the yeah. other thing I was going to ask you about, which is the. Ah, yeah, I had like um, a project called Healing Hands, yes, which was with um, a tattoo artist here in Italy, mm-hmm. and we did a charity project in which uh, we collaborated on um, on an art- artwork, and whoever could show us some kind of proof of donation for the COVID nineteen relief, mm-hmm. we would send him the the PDF file as a as a reward yeah but that's it's all a hobby all, all you see in my instagram is uh hobby related well, it is but it's still it's your life it's all these things that you're involved in. yeah it's, yeah it's, it's important it is good it, like has nothing to do with my day job <laughs> <laughs> what is that by the way i'm an industrial designer okay there so you go i actually did study car design and automotive design and i interned for uh, ducati for six months mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago Yep. 2016 I think yeah that was a, a great experience and since then I have a really nice and long-lasting relationship with Ducati so excellent so that or well, I'm going to jump through my list of questions here there was a photo that I that you posted yeah the scrambler one yes tell me that, that photo because and again because I don't understand motorbikes but looking at that photo I'm so drawn to it like the the action of it the bike the sun is it a sunset Oh, tell me about the photo. It was almost, uh, you know, by chance that we managed to get it. And um, usually my husband and I, we have discovered that we really like to create these kinds of, of 
photography experiments. So he took the photo? Yeah, he takes all, all the photos wow, on my account. Wow, they're incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. super, super talented. Yeah. Uh-huh. So who's, whose bike was it? It was a press bike from Ducati. Okay. It's not, and yeah, again, and I don't understand bikes, but that is nice. That is a nice bike. That is a nice bike. They're so beautiful. <laughs> is it one of the best bikes you've ridden? I think so, you know, because there are many uh, criteria that you could judge a mm-hmm. bike by, but if it gets you, like, all excited and want to ride it, I think it's a good bike. Mm-hmm. That's uh, because you can go on and on and you can, like, wage war yeah. Which bike is best and yeah, the yeah. Japanese bikes versus European bikes. And yeah. if yeah. you're excited about it, it's a good bike. Yeah. So can you tell me a bit more about this day? Because if, if it's okay with you, I'd love to share this photo um, with part of the, the chat when we put it out through yeah, the podcast. Sure, sure. Um, tell me about that day. Like Actually, it was um, – we just saw like that there was going to be a really nice sunset mm-hmm. from our house. And we immediately packed everything up and went up the hill, which is uh, just by our house actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there is this turn that catches a really nice light during sunset. Yeah. And we had maybe the wrong photography gear because uh, we had like a F4 lens. I don't know if somebody is listening who is into photography. Yeah, yeah. It's not a super fast lens. So we were worried that there's going to be too much blur because the exposure would be too slow. Yep. But actually, it gave a super nice sweeping effect. Absolutely. Yeah. So like you can was... see your hair blowing back and you can almost feel that. Yeah. yeah. It's one in a thousand, really. It is. It's... But when you do this kind of photography, which is outside and very spontaneous, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's like a gift to have this kind of uh, conditions that let you do that. Yeah, and I love that it's not like there's a nice sunset. Let's go take a photo of the sunset. Let's get on the bike. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> get a photo of this. Who cares about the sun? Oh, it's yeah. that is yeah that photo. I could see that up on the wall somewhere. It's incredible. So, so good. Yeah, I'll put that up for people to see. That needs to be out. The world yeah, needs got... to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We've got so many positive reactions oh, about this Because all, like, all your photos are amazing. He's a fantastic photographer. But, yeah, that one really stood out. And my producer actually mentioned it today. He was mm-hmm. like, have you seen this? And Because he, he <laughs> rides. So he's like, and she knows what she's doing because I can see the placement and she's leaning and she's doing this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they were very, very impressed with your riding style. Ah, thank you. I was I was getting like um, I don't want to you know toot my own horn here, but I was uh, getting compliments about my style before I could like even write fast Uh because actually I I concentrated on really developing the technique and the style before I had the chance to make mistakes going faster. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important and it's also kind of an important message to any beginner writer to really nail down the technique and the style first do it it should be elegant writing shouldn't be like all over the place it should be mm-hmm. elegant and should look good do you is there someone that yeah. you looked up to to sort of mimic a little bit or did you just come up with your own writing style i got the basics from my husband mm-hmm. and uh, we also he wrote a long time before i started so he had a lot to teach me especially in like avoiding making the same mistakes he did sure. <laughs> which which was good yes. and saved me a lot of pain. Absolutely. Yeah. And um yeah, I really tried to search the internet and there wasn't so much of it available even like 5 years ago mm-hmm. and relatively now it's much freer. So I found some stuff that uh Kevin Schwantz wrote mm-hmm. and uh kind of took inspiration from that and then I started really observing um smaller MotoGP mm-hmm. riders. 
So a big, big influence was uh, Dani Pedrosa yeah. and uh, how he has this way of <laughs> sort of climbing yeah. around yeah. the bike because he's, he's really small. We spoke small. about him on one of our podcasts because I actually asked. It's shorter than me. So. Yeah, because I asked a question about him. Um, we have a session on the podcast called The Manuel Incident. We come up with a rider and then he tells us, he tries to tell us one word mm-hmm. about them and then because he, he knows them so yeah. intimately and he'll tell us a memory. And I asked about Danny Pedrosa because from my short experience of watching I haven't even seen a live race yet I'm waiting for that to happen but I've watched you know like the faster and fastest those those docos yeah. and, oh, um, and then just some YouTube yeah. clips and stuff and he he looks incredible but he never ever won a championship and he fascinates yeah, me I feel so bad he, he's a fascinating writer and so humble yes. as well it's a it's a really like nice combination and I think that for shorter people with like short mm-hmm. arms is a really good example to what you can do with a bike. So you can say, nah, I'm, I'm short. I can't mm-hmm. ride. Or it's, uh, it's just about getting the bike right yep. for you with whatever adjustments mm-hmm. you can make and really take inspiration for, from people who do it really well, who kind of fit your yeah. physical frame and get your body That's into a, it. Like you said, it's like climbing around the bike and just, yeah. Oh, wow. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. There there are bikes that I, I actually can't ride well because if there is like a huge mm-hmm. gas tank, I just can't get my elbow yeah, over it yeah. because I have short yeah. arms. So, but you know, you make the best of it. And uh, do, you, do you have, I'm not going to understand the answer to this question, but do you have a dream bike? A few years ago, maybe I would have had an answer, but really I don't have an answer yeah. for it. I think that a dream bike Hmm. You should like try to test a lot of bikes and then see what fits yep. you best. So a dream bike would be, I don't know, I, I could say if I had an opportunity to purchase a bike now, it would probably be the G6R 1000R, mm-hmm. yep. the new one. Uh, it just fits me very well with my riding style and it's all kitted yep. up. So. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. All good. Um, so... Oh, I was about to ask you which bike is your favorite, but I think you've spoken about the bikes you've got and you seem to have such a... All of them. <laughs> you love all of them. Exactly. <laughs> I know some parents that do say they have a favorite, but... Not equally, though. Not but what equally. about that, that bike but, you share yeah. between you? You obviously have a very strong connection to that bike. The SV650. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a family heirloom. Your first child. <laughs> <laughs> this bike is... It has the most amazing story. So my husband got this bike when he moved to Italy for the first time in 2000, Mm -hmm. something like that. And it actually belonged to his ex-girlfriend at the time. So they kind of shared this bike, but he mostly rode it. And then he moved back to Israel, spent like six years there or something like that. The bike was covered and closed. And uh, when we got to Italy together this time, I needed a bike and we knew that that bike would be fitting, good and yeah, mm-hmm. kind of cheap also because we didn't have a lot of money when we first Yeah, here. and know it's history. So and it yeah. was really a, a budget uh, budget buy. And uh, yeah, it was my first big buy because I rode only 250s until then. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I totally babied it and, uh, you know. Made it yours and made it, yes. Yeah. And uh, then I upgraded the suspension. So I had uh, like hydraulic valves added to the front fork. And um, yeah, kind of 
fitted <laughs> shoehorn actually um an old gsxr mm-hmm. suspension on the back yep which made it a lot better but still was kind of you know if you really want to ride fast and also safely you should not do this kind of thing yeah. it was too too high in the back and used to drop into turns so i ended up selling it buying the gsxr and then three years later i traced down the girl that i sold it to and i bought it back <gasps> oh my god oh my god and we were re- reunited at last yeah that would was she looking at you while you went up and you're hugging it because I, I picture this like when i've heard this story about someone with a car actually and it's yeah it's like you're meant to be together and it they just come back yeah and I, I think i, I got like all teary yes yeah. it's home yeah but we we're so, super happy to have it back because we were for a long time thinking of making the g6r track only mm-hmm. both mine like my 600 and his uh, 750 mm-hmm. so we finally did that got back the sv and also bought a I don't know, a younger brother to hit yeah, yeah. it, which is the, the V-Storm. Yeah. So yeah. you still ride it often, though? Uh, well, not well, now. not at the moment. Yeah. yeah, of course. Sorry, not at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in general. Um, so can we just jump back to Horns of Odin? Because I know we went to mention it and I, I made you all distracted because yeah, sure. I went, oh, no, your artwork was incredible. Please tell me about <laughs> Horns of Odin. I had a quick look. Well, I'm, um, I haven't done any artwork for them, but I'm uh, sure hope that if they would accept, I would definitely yeah. like to... To do something in the future as part of the collaboration mm-hmm. but basically they've had um, the initiative and they featured our healing hands project on their podcast so it was kind of um, a collaboration born out of uh, you know sharing mutual values mm-hmm. and uh, interests so, so that was uh, what nice. do they do are these are viking type artifacts that they create yeah yeah exactly they make um various kinds of uh, engraved drinking horns and cups, which is super nice. That's so super cool. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And they make, uh, yeah, they have a whole line of um, merchandise and uh, apparel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check it out more. Apparel? Apparel. Apparel. I'm (laughs) going to check it out because I think my family history, my father was born in Germany, but when we do our DNA testing, I think we come from the Vikings. So as soon as I saw that, I was Mm. like, oh, what's this about? Oh, actually, I'm wearing one right now. They're oh, you've got their the t-shirt, t-shirt on. That is beautiful. Yeah, super nice. That is really cool. Oh, everyone will have to go I check it out. I find it really fits well with the motorcycle culture. Absolutely. Because it's, uh, you know, crazy yes. and tough. And artistic <laughs> and tough. And Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. got that whole feel so good. Um, so I saw you said on your thing that you're a Viking. Is that is that your tie-in with them? That uh, I don't know. I just... Uh, it was born like a few years ago and uh, I just w- went with it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Because I like featuring also sometimes in my posts, I like featuring different stories and some historical stuff when I get the opportunity. So Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually a really big nerd. I, I confess. That's okay. We I think we all are, but not everyone tell not everyone tells people about it. Besides the computer IT yeah, I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm proud of it. Yes, good. And you should be. You absolutely should be. I see you've been working out in your time off. I saw you with the kettlebells in your picture. Yeah. Um, can you guys go out at all or are you actually stuck at home? We were uh, super stuck at home for two months. And, uh, yeah, we now we can actually go a little bit out around the house, but really just staying close to the building itself, mm-hmm. which is 
like pointless for me. Yep. I think it's uh, it's even worse, yeah. <laughs> maybe. And uh, yeah, we can go only for essential shopping and stuff like that. So you can't so. go for a drive. You can't go for a ride. No. You're stuck on I, No, I actually... only to the supermarket, which is, mm. uh, yeah, we're currently limited only to the municipality. Yep. And um, and that's not a nice yeah, experience not. going to the supermarket no. at the moment either, is it? It's quite stressful. Yeah, you have to queue and you have to gear up mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, my. Yep. Like uh, masks and glasses. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it must be hard for you, but you seem like such a free spirit and not being able to get out. Um, I saw yeah, actually, I saw hard. one of your pictures too. You're sitting all, all kitted up in your motorbike riding gear sitting on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> I made some of these, yeah. <laughs> Trying to go. Because this was going to be the year of uh, more trek days and the huge yeah. like cross Europe touring uh-huh. trip. Yep, yep. And I just don't see it happening now. So. Oh, I'm, I'm like to think soon enough we'll be out there, and and I'd like to think that everyone's going to appreciate being able to do these things a lot more. Yeah, I, I'm not like I'm probably going to be like getting a tent or something and not being oh, indoors for as yes. long as I can. Just go camp out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Absolutely, no, no walls, no walls, no windows. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been it's been tough. Thank goodness for technology and computers and all that sort of yes. stuff. Yes, <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But maybe it would be like resulted in a a boom of like novels and books. I'd and hope so. People writing stuff. So. Absolutely. And I saw a post on Facebook, I think, yesterday about you know, and I I don't mean any disrespect to anyone that is really struggling. I know a lot of people have lost their jobs and are finding it really hard, but I'm trying to stay on the positive side. I really hope that people are doing puzzles, reading books, writing books, being creative and just doing all those things that we... I've seen so many people like posting and uh, showing off their excessive alcohol consumption in this time. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So we had like... (laughs) The world had, uh, you know empty toilet paper shelves and we had oh. empty wine shelves here in Italy so um as i said before we started i will have haven't drank i don't know because you couldn't get any anything no I just you know no. it's not so good for the immune system and it's really Absolutely. not good if you're trying to kind of deal with stress and yes. using alcohol so that's a um, we talk about that you know i can have a glass of wine or a drink or two because it's sometimes it's a relaxing thing to do but yeah. if you're trying to escape but from something or you're trying exactly. to absolutely and especially in a time like this i think it's harder for everybody with mental health and yeah it's absolutely not helpful but yeah um so you ran it everyone bought all the toilet paper as well oh yeah we had the well it was just like first couple of days and then people yep kind of got around to understanding that you won't need it <laughs> we just now have toilet paper back in the wow. shops like it, I went to the supermarket about a month ago and I nearly cried because as I was leaving, someone had toilet paper and I said, oh, excuse me, where did you get it? And she said, oh, back corner, hurry up. And they'd actually brought out, mm-hmm. like the truck had brought out a pallet and they had all this staff around it and they were just handing out one one wow. um, packet to each. That's crazy. And I actually got a bit emotional. I was like, this is, re- I'm sure there's water and food and other things are a lot more important than toilet paper. But that's just humans, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it was. Uh... So um, where do you see yourself in sort of 10 years time? Huh. I, I got like asked this question uh in a job interview and i it's what i won't i promise i won't ask what your weaknesses are next because that's one of those questions that's okay but uh yeah i i have no idea 
because uh, life has been so crazy. And if you told me 10 years ago, where would you see yourself Mm -hmm. in 10 years? I could have never imagined all the stuff that happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if I knew, I would be like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I like that because you obviously (laughs) live in the moment. You live for today. So you shouldn't be able to go, this is where I'm going to be. And I'm going to be there in 10 years. Yeah, I have, you know, wherever it takes you. Like aspirations and, uh, yeah. And ideas and dreams, yeah. but not really a plan because uh, yeah. you you can't really plan. Who can plan? Like and a, it never goes to plan. After, after goes what plan. you've seen this year, you can never plan stuff. It's a- Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You're so, so right. <laughs> That's so good. So um, people want to check out some of your stuff and I hope everyone will go check out your amazing photos from your talented husband. Um, where can people find your yeah i have um, my website which is uh, com, and i have my instagram which yeah that's about it i have uh, started making youtube videos but i've been super uninspired to <laughs> pursue that so what are the, what are you doing in them what are you what are you trying so I've to had, um, reach by doing the videos i've had some stuff which is informative so how to pick a helmet how you should uh, Pick your bike gear, some ramblings and rants about motorcycles, stuff like that. And the last last one was uh, the day a couple of days before they locked us down, and I I did a, a food run to IKEA because <laughs> <laughs> because it was not crowded and they still had salmon, so that's uh, that was a good one. Uh, I, I miss salmon yeah, yeah, so much. We it. can't get it here in the local village supermarket. Not, not so good. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's <laughs> terrible. Um, I like the idea of those videos. I think that's a fantastic idea because even, you know, from myself as a uneducated motorbike enthusiast, if I wanted to get into this, I do see all the big mm-hmm. high-level stuff we need. You know, we need more people and, if I may say it, women or, you know, girls that go, hey, I want to do this, but how do I yeah. start? Where do I even? So I, I made a few of those and... I'm thinking to do, since I've got into touring and adventure bikes very recently, I was uh, kind of worried about it and uh, being like not tall as I am. Um, yeah, it yeah. was a little bit challenging and I ended up needing a, well, not needing, but feeling more comfortable with a lower seat. So yeah, I mm-hmm. thought to maybe share my experience as a shorter person with adventure bikes because they, they can be <laughs> a little bit, uh, you know, um, intimidating. Yeah. Okay. They're heavy, they're tall. It's, so, uh, it's a whole different uh-huh. different set of uh, worries and concerns. Yeah. So you're coming across lots of other females riding yeah. and, um, you know, that you look up to, that look up to you. Well, I had a chat um, recently with um, – really famous instagrammer from the united states her name is red spade mm-hmm. and i told her that i totally looked up to her as a, you know as a role model and how she had such great style on track and i found out that she has been looking at my photos and having the same kind of con- kind oh, of love so that. that was uh, really nice to yeah to find out and in general i have um many contacts and connections with other girls on, on instagram that have uh, mm-hmm. similar experiences to to mine, or that are aspiring and find my content inspirational somehow. So that makes me feel great. Yeah, 
That's incredible. That is really good. And what I've really noticed through what I've seen and what I've learned is, you know, once you're on a bike here, we've got your helmet on. Motorbike riding isn't about so much about being big and strong. You can be small and strong. So there's no reason that women can't ride as well as men. Well, if you get like to the extremes when you do need a lot of physical strength, then of course mm-hmm. a person with more physical strength will have the advantage, such as uh, like extreme motocross or hard enduro. But maybe mm-hmm. with if you're taller and you have longer legs, you have an adv- advantage there. Or but really in just day to day riding, it's all about technique and not really not forcing yourself to do things for- forcefully. So it's uh, it's all about yeah. Yeah. managing to to control the bike without applying too much force actually so no reason why anyone should not be able to do it that's uh yeah (laughs) absolutely and what i love about talking to you is you do it because you love it you're not out there trying to um and again not taking anything away from those people that race and that sort of thing but you are doing this because you love it it's purely for you it's not to impress anybody it's not to beat anybody it's just because you love how it feels yeah Yeah. it's um it's a special thing and i have seen some people who you know, uh, kind of try to do something with motorcycles because it looks cool or whatever, but then, you know, they don't last because mm-hmm. it, it's, um, if you take it seriously, it's a hobby that's, first of all, costs a lot of money. Usually, usually yeah. uh, you can get some, some budget yes. stuff, but usually it, it requires uh, sacrifices in time sure. and money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It has been so good um, speaking to you. I can feel your passion and just that. Um, I don't know the right words for it. You just, you seem to have such a good balance and you're doing everything for the right reasons for your fulfillment and not for anyone else, which is, you know, beautiful and refreshing. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. I do look forward to staying in touch with you and seeing what happens when the world opens back up. When the world um, resumes. Across Europe adventures and everything you've got planned. (laughs) I know. I really, really I'm keen to see if it's going to be different or I hope not everyone jumps back to the, you know, craziness we had before. Yeah, I hope so. I hope people uh, really take take the yeah. time and, uh, yeah, see that life can be also a little bit quieter. And, uh, yeah, absolutely not. We get too busy. So, Bella, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for and, having um, me. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thank you.